All right, all right. I am very excited. <laughs> very, very excited. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Mission Control Podcast. Johnny, thank you for being here. Oh, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Um, we have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Rob Nassif. How are you, Rob? Daryl, I'm fantastic. Johnny, thanks for being here, buddy. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, first of all, congratulations on this beautiful space. Yeah? Thank you so much. I don't know where to begin. You guys put a lot of effort into this uh, space. We've been watching very closely on Instagram. Um, yeah. h- how's it been? How, how was the whole process? Well, it was a big process. Yeah, um, yeah we started 6th of um, March. Wow. And so 6th of March 2021, we started and it is now the 15th of um june so yeah. it was a definitely a process this was actually the first room we started old room eight mm-hmm. and um it's a special room to me because this was where gyroscope did our second album mm-hmm. but uh, also it's the only room we've ever rented out to a podcast and that was your podcast back <laughs> in i don't know when was that guys 16 three three years ago yeah About that yeah three or four years ago yeah i had just got back from melbourne and uh we had already been doing the podcast a little bit, but ju- just at my house, yeah. super casual. Yeah. Um, and we were thinking, like, how can we step it up and go to a space that's, like, dedicated? Um, you know, we can shut the door, be isolated, and we gave it a crack. We had our own little cheap Big W $50 table. We <laughs> yeah. put, put some cloth over it, and we just, you know, whatever mics we could grab, we we just kind of put it all together. Yeah. Um, and but also the, the, the vibe and the energy that this place has as well. You know, just being Absolutely. around yeah. music and just that. Just mm. It's got a good feel here. Oh, oh, it was yeah. great. We loved mm. having you here. <laughs> and it was awesome because I love podcasts myself personally and then having a podcast rent the space. And that's probably what planted the seed of this whole idea yeah. of creating a dedicated podcast space. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's nice to be done. That's Absolutely, really nice. yeah. I mean, because you guys have always been about community over everything else, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more than just a jam room. Here. Yeah. You're creating a whole space, an ecosystem almost. Big time. And I think that's what kind of sets you guys aside from everywhere else that we've been to anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the hope, hey? That, mm. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because part of like building a community is you make new friends and you discover new things and you learn along the way. Yeah. So the first person I emailed when I was interested in this <laughs> idea was you, yeah, Carol. That's right. And you gave me so much advice. Thank you. That's okay. No, thank you for considering us and, and yeah. just for having us. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. It, you guys facilitated, I don't know how many episodes, 20, 30 at least. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And, it, and that kind of launched us into, you know, a whole new wavelength where we started getting kind of serious about putting, you know, quality stuff out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the, the video as well. Mm. Sort of showing off the room and to be able to sort of show the room now as well, how much of it's transformed. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming down. Yeah. This is the first podcast ever. <laughs> and I get to be in this room with the new setup. So yeah. thank you. It's great. It's so apt that you guys are doing it. I'm just stoked. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so this is like the only podcast you've done? Is that, is that right? Have you done any other ones? The before? only other one I did was Mission Control back in 2017, <laughs> wow. 18. Oh, my God. I, I think that was the only other one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really done a lot of podcasts. Done a lot of radio back in the day with Gyro, but not mm. so much podcasts, no. Yeah. Um, well, some of the best talkers don't have podcasts. Yeah. And some of the worst people have all the airtime, like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, know? you guys are great. <laughs> oh, because, we're, you know, we're, none of us are skilled in any way. We, we just kind of have the passion for it. You know? Yeah, but that's the most yeah. important thing. Mm. You've got the passion. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to drive to put out content. I always feel like we should be putting out more. There's you guys do great. Yeah. You guys do great. You're still mm. going. You're up to like 150 plus episodes. Mm. There's not many people that make it to 150 plus in the podcast world. That's, that's you're probably mm. You're probably in the 1%. I mean, that's, mm. that says something in itself. Well done. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. That's, that's, yeah. that's true. Um, a lot of people come and go. We, we've seen a lot of podcasts come and go. You know, they get, they see how hard it is after the third episode or whatever. And it, it is a very it hard thing. It is hard. To, yeah. yeah. You're putting yourself out there as well. You've got a Big know, time. Yeah. Big time. I did like six Zoom podcasts back when COVID first hit. And, uh, and it, it was hard. It was stressful in a way, putting yourself out there like that and, we were filming them live at the time on Zoom and we were, you know, we'd get people from the hen house and the community here to ask questions within the podcast. And 
It was a big experience and like the preparation for it and mm. yeah. Did you freak out at all? How'd you I go? did a little. It was just <laughs> also, I think because um, with the time change, I was in New York and That's we right. were doing them at, you know, seven or eight o'clock at night here. So that was seven or eight o'clock in the morning in uh, mm. New York. So it was like, that was like another little aspect to it. But after doing the first couple, felt a bit better and actually really enjoyed it because I got comfortable with it and it was cool. We did we did a you know we did Kenny from Birds of Tokyo Carnival, Kev from Jebediah, Geordie from San Francisco. Yeah, it was just cool because it was just trying to share what everyone was going through with COVID and mm. their bands, and then also trying to learn a few things. Like mm. it always fascinated me how um, you know Carnival sort of came out of they they were around for such a long time and then dropped the Martyr, which is still one of like the classic Perth albums. So it was really nice for me just to indulge my curiosity around how Kenny went about doing that. And mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. You get to sort of indulge your curiosity and your passion at the same time. And um yeah, sort of learn at the same time as well. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. Well that, that's what I kinda like about this space, especially with that nice little uh, desk that's got there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it feels inviting, especially for newer people that yes. wanna that want to get into podcasts. And it's not that sort of scary oh where do i start what do i do it's it's here it's very roll. it's very grueling process i mean when when we were first starting out it it was a struggle to even wrap our heads around the coding and how how do you even get (laughs) something onto an someone's phone yeah or or through the uh the apple podcast but now the whole process has evolved it's very streamlined now it's pretty amazing Mm. yeah come a long way i'm I'm more impressed by the the mics that go into the desk (laughs) yeah it's pretty good isn't it our cable management is so terrible yeah and I'm I'm a bit of a cable management. Uh, won't say the word, but um, <laughs> yeah. the going into the desk, I like yeah. it. that's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. and it's, it's, and it's, it's labelled as well, it? so we know which is which. Yeah, <laughs> and look, I'd like to take the credit for it, but I I'd seen this somewhere before in another podcast studio, mm-hmm. and I, and I was really impressed by it as well. And then I was asking my buddies at Soundtown here in Aussie Park, where I buy all my gear from, and they were like. They were looking at me like, this is no problem. We do this all the time. This is just easy as it gets. And we did a couple of cool things. So like we put the PowerPoint in the middle of the desk as well mm. so that we can yeah. put charges or whatever else you need. We could always put a power board as well. But what we did with the PowerPoint there is that that's then connected to a kettle cord connector. So if we ever wanted to move the desk out for filming reasons or we even wanted to move this into the big room because we were doing, you guys were doing a live podcast and you wanted to do it in room three, we can actually move the whole entire desk and then just plug it in over there through a kettle cord. And then everything, including that, is all powered just through that one kettle cord connection. So there's like a lot of little things we tried to think about as we maybe move this around or expand Mm. or do extra desks if this gets popular. Yeah, That's portability really cool. is definitely yeah. yeah just a portability, big thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. simplicity for me is like the, the the number one driver here because I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that would love to start a podcast, but it's just then when you start breaking down the things you need, like just a microphone. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So we've got all top of the line microphones. It's set up on the boom, so it's nice. Created a nice environment for filming, and then you've got the the roadcaster desk mm-hmm. to help sort of do it all. So yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we get established podcasts coming through, but hopefully we get just a whole bunch of people that do it for the first time here that have never done a podcast before. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's taking that, that scare scare factor away from the yeah. whole process. Which, yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, so what else is new, man? Are you still drumming? Can, can, wait, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, we're, we're really bad at segues, by the way. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I, we, the last time I saw you drum was yes. um, the State of the Art Festival. Yes. Um, that was... You can, you guys can shoot me, but I think that was the best state of the art festival. We've that ever was had. a great that was a great that one that year. Carnival as huge. well, hey, yeah, absolutely huge, yeah, huge crowd. Um, but I've got to say, man, like you guys have, you still have the energy, more energy than most bands that I watch nowadays. Yes, I know yes. that's a big call, but you guys are fucking monsters on stage. So, well, amazing. it's just the music has always helped us mm. play like that. I mean, it's just the music is so energetic. Like I, I um. I mean, it was such a nice compliment, really. But, you know, part of what we've done here is the podcast studio, but we also did like a DJ studio. And I don't know many DJs. And I was chasing a bit of advice, like I emailed you regarding the podcast studio. And I shot a DM to Paul Harding, DJ L Hornet from Pendulum, Mm. because I know he's back in Perth, and just asking him for advice around um, the DJ setup. And he's like, great, man. 
I'll give you a call in like five minutes. What's your number? And he called me and we were chatting and he was like, dude, I still jam along to Sound Shattering Sound. What a pumping record. Great. <laughs> just great fun to jam along to. He's a drummer as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think the music is just fun so that whenever we were playing live, it's easy to be energetic because the songs just lend themselves to that. But mm. I haven't been drumming a hell of a lot. At the end of 2019, I left Gyroscope after 23 years um, because I've been based in New York for the last four years and was flying back to do shows. Sometimes I'd fly back to do one show and uh, the 25-hour flight each way was just wearing me down. So left at the end, did one final tour with the boys around the country um, and then didn't pick up drumsticks from like November 2019 <laughs> until January this year. Mm. And um, a buddy of mine was recording an EP and he wanted me to do like a session drumming session, record five songs. And it was great because he sent me the songs. He sent me his uh, drum ideas and he encouraged me to try a few of my own things. And it was awesome. We went to a studio in Brooklyn, went to a rehearsal space, like chopped it up for a couple of days, learning the songs, experimenting. And then was back in the studio. And it was so, such a weird thing because we never jammed as a band. I met the other session musicians in the studio the day we were recording and they'd all learned their parts. I'd learned mine. We went through it a couple of times and then we tracked it. Yeah. So it's kind of a little stressful because it's not what I'm used to and it's playing with totally new people, but it was a great experience. I loved it. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you've got a bunch of like assassins on their instruments, it's, it's awesome because you, you, you take that, um, that whole period away from it, of that, that, getting to know you can skip all that oh man these right. guys were good yeah these guys were <laughs> yeah. real good yeah and i know they were looking at me like uh i come this guy's the drummer and i'm <laughs> yeah. like i'm friends with him yeah <laughs> i also like being told exactly what to play sometimes yeah. well Just tell me what to play it know? was nice because yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's how it really worked yeah all the all the stuff i was doing was really based around what he wanted yeah. um which was totally different as well because they weren't really my drum beats they were yeah. his and it was kind of cool because it forced me to play differently and mm. it was nice to be in the studio and I, yeah i really enjoyed it and it was like at that point in time in january new york was having its second wave mm. covid numbers were horrendous so we were all wearing our masks in the studio whilst we were tracking wow. as well so <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, like i actually didn't see the bass player i didn't see his face the whole time just fog yeah well yeah. just because he had yeah, right, yeah. and even when he was eating when we were eating we would pick different corners of the studio so we would like just pull down the right. but that was the story of new york right. compared to uh perth that's for sure that's right yeah whole, so, di whole different yeah, yeah whole different oh, big style. time yeah. so but that was the last time i drummed and it was great man it was really good you're a hard hitter and i, I fucking love hard hitters on drums thank you daryl yes, <laughs> smash it yeah i, li you, I love him too johnny's been busting to tell a little bit of a story but uh, oh, do you want to go to the story because yeah. I, I thought oh, you no, no, if you if you want to divert to something else yeah. i thought you were going to sabotage me on something else that i was preparing <laughs> what about drum oh, johnny feels outnumbered by drummers you see okay yeah, so, yeah. And, and you've got two drummers in this room what are you going to so drop the? here oh. we go well i can't now because it's it's already over okay it's already over okay but so, do it anyway okay oh, okay so <laughs> Or, like, or this could because bomb because because our podcasts usually get out of hand. Like our listeners know that we usually get diverted. Sure, diversion's so, um, great. What I did was <laughs> I had wrote down a bunch of words that were a banned on this podcast, this okay. episode that we're not allowed to talk about. Yes, yes. Uh, the first one uh, is drums. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> problematic. Yep. Second one is uh, drummers. Oh, come on now. Uh, this is prejudice, man. Oh, mate, Johnny, come on, pal. <laughs> Drum kit, and the one I won't say. Facebook. Facebook. Oh. Yes. What's wrong yes. with saying Facebook? Oh. No, I see. I was. I was trying to go for a thing. And I see what you're going for. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. okay. It bonds. But it's it's alright. Yeah. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> no, no. It's good. It's good. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll. I'll tell my story. Now. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Good. Yeah. Um. It's actually about my first introduction to the hen house okay. and how I actually learned and found out about the hen house. Oh, great. I'm interested um, in this. Yeah. This is actually going like over. 10 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, when I used to do staging, uh, baggage runs for bands, stage crew and bits yep. and pieces. Um, I got asked to pick up some gear from the airport. Okay. Uh, like a bunch of guitars and an amp stuff. <coughs> and I was asked to bring it to a, an address. Okay. And I was driving around, totally lost, had no idea where I was, had the email, like, oh, I'll take it to this address. Turned out it was the hen house. Beauty. Back in the day. Yeah. And I unloaded the, the guitars and the drums. Turned out later that I realized that they belonged to a small Perth band named Gyroscope. Oh, mate, really? <laughs> you dropped our gear off? Yeah. 
You bloody legend. Thank you. And that was the first yeah. time you had been to the hen house? First time saying? I'd ever been to the hen house. Yeah. yeah. I remember driving down, I'm like, what is this place? Like, this studio. Yeah. Must be some bands and stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it then is odd the way it's so tucked away here as yeah. well. Well, I, I did drive past the driveway this mo- today as well. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bit lost. Oh, that's morning. amazing, yeah. mate. Far yeah. out. No, it's, uh, I, d- I sort of always think like, you know, from mm. that time yeah, it, it, and just knowing this place has been here and how much it's grown. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It was, you know, we had our 10th birthday over the weekend. It was actually our 11th birthday. <laughs> I was just calling it our 10th birthday just to try to get people down here. And te- and we we didn't get to celebrate our 10th last year because of COVID. Mm. We was like smack bang in the lockdown. So it's actually been 11 years now. So it's so nice to, and I, I've been jamming here. I was jamming here for the 11 years before that. So the first time I ever came down here was this room, room eight which is the podcast studio now, but this used to be um, Al Smith Begurk recording studio. That's this right. This was I remember the that original yeah. I remember that, yeah. space. So in 99, that's how we discovered this studio was we re- recorded with Al and this was the control room and you recorded next door in room seven. And we did, I think it was really the first gyroscope demo. It became a cassette and we released it as a cassette. So a cassette? Our first, wow. One of our first releases, in fact, it was our first release as gyroscope um was a cassette that we recorded here in 1999 so like the history i have with this place really goes Mm. a a long way back and then i worked here for the previous owner for seven years before i bought it um doing what tom essentially does with me now Mm. as the manager so yeah big old journey seen a lot of different (laughs) phases of this place and a lot of like uh, we talk a lot about places that just have an energy um, once there's a history built there, there's a weird kind of frequency that happens. You know, I think so. Yeah, and you can kind of ride that. Not to get too woo woo, but I yeah. think that, that, that you can actually tap into that. Yeah. Um, well, even like the the spillover to Henhouse Live, as well, that whole space as well, and just sort yep. of expanding. It was just amazing to see it just sort of just growing. Yeah, it's been yeah. cool. I mean, Henhouse Live. I just got. It was Paul Sloan. That was Paul Sloan's idea, who's a promoter here in WA. Yep. He puts on the Rocket Festival. Mm. He's got billions. He's a booking agent. He books um, Spacey Jane, Carnival. Does he do Wave Rock? Wave Rock. Yeah, yeah. That's and Sloaney, I mean, Sloaney's just like a real mensch of the Perth music scene. Real interesting guy. He's always got so many interests. I love spending time with him because he's just always full of ideas. And I was catching, and I try to always catch up with him whenever I'm in Perth and fortunately caught up with him a couple of times on this trip. But yeah, this was like five years ago, and he was like, "You know that Badlands? Uh, well, what was what was Badlands called before? Deville's. Deville's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like Deville's has been bought, and they're redoing it. They're going to call it Badlands, and they've got this like space that's like the size of room three, and you know, no one's really using it. You should speak to him. You should put some of you those parties that you do at the hen house. You should do that in the space. And I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Introduce me to the guy. And that's how I met Mark from Badlands and that's how I ended up taking over that space and creating Hen House Live. And really the thinking around that was just that the beauty with the Hen House Live was like if you had not played a show, then you get preference. The, mm. the less the less number of shows you played, the more preference we gave you to that's play cool. a yeah, show. Because yeah. it only held 80 people. Mm. And um, so it was cool. And then we did two shows a night. We had like two bands and then two bands. So and Friday, Saturday. So four sets of shows across the weekend. And we did that for two years, and it was great. It's amazing that you um, prioritize the the people that haven't played yeah, live. Yeah, because they're the ones that struggle. And so for yeah. us, we were never in there, because it was only a venue that held 80 people. It was never really a moneymaker per se. It was just a really nice add-on to what we do here to yeah. give bands that we all know and got to know, because they would come here to rehearse, to give them their first show. Because they'd often be asking me when I'd go in there to collect the cash. Mm. Oh, you know, how do we get how do we go about getting a show? And so, yeah, it was kind of cool how that all came together. Hen yeah. House Live. Mm. It was good. It's like, you know, like um, having an open mic for a comedian or something. There, there, there has to be a place where you can just sign up and it's, it's easy. Just go do it. And just go do it. And just yep. get the experience of being on the stage. It doesn't 100%. have to be big at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many cool bands like Sly Withers played one or two of their first shows there. Sly Withers just released their album. It'll be top 20 this week. Mm. They just did Triple J like a version. So it's so cool to see the bands that have come through from yeah. back then that are still going and doing well. and Yeah. No, it's been it's great. Cool. Yeah. Not yeah. A, a good way to, an easy way for me to sort of give back give back a little bit. And it's good. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are facilitating other people 
Yeah, try and, to. And, and, you know, setting on setting them on a trajectory, you know, giving them a boost, a signal yeah. boost. I mean, people yeah. still got to do it all themselves, but, yeah. like, wherever we can help, we try. Yeah. It was a little bit mm. with those Zooms, it was quite good because we were able to sort of educate and talk to people all at once. Yeah. But I've always done that, you know, through, you know, when I was working here a lot before I was living overseas, just through chatting in the band rooms. But then, you know, when bands hit me up, tried to, you know, caught up with... um. Raka Chachi today, who played at the they, Henhouse they played the, party. Yeah, the party, yeah. yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever seen them live, and I just thought they were fantastic. A lot of energy there oh as well. Oh, man, just Jesus. brilliant. That was like a house party. Oh, so good. I saw, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then, yeah, we were talking, and they are like, oh, Rob, we'd really like to pick your brain about a few things, music industry. I was like, let's do it. So we went to the Rosie today. We had lunch, and it was cool. That's cool, Had man. a good chat. That's cool. Well, I want to see bands succeed from Perth. Mm. Like, it, it's just... It's one of those things like um, I feel a real sense of pride when I see bands doing well. And then that's even that sense of pride is even greater when they jam here at the studio mm. and they create their music here. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we, we get we kind of get that same thrill with the with our guests as well. Yeah. We very much take a back seat and, you know, put them on a pedestal for an hour. Yeah. And just a, a lot of people have a lot to say, you know, when you give them the space and the yes. time and you don't pressure them with a time limit. Yeah. That. People have a lot to say, more more to say than people would think. It's great, you man. Know? And it's for, great for the introverts, do. that's where the podcast um, platform really excels. Is yes. because the best. I think the best podcasters are those ones that are quiet, that finally find 100%. something that ign- uh, ignites their passion. Yeah, that they can just take their time and talk. But yeah, I mean, we we get off as well on seeing other people that have been here succeed. We've had yeah. so many <laughs> people that have you know um, Ben Young. Who's you know working in Hollywood? Like people who yeah. going to Hollywood and things like that, directing Amazing. movies. You know, their stuff's Great. on Netflix. You know, we've had Jared Sang and people on as well that have gone on to do amazing things. It's great, know, isn't photographers, it? comedians, anyone. You know, we we love just picking their brains and it's talking awesome. to anyone. Yeah. Giving people a platform to mm. share their ideas and their knowledge and their perspectives, yeah. and that's why podcasting so great because you can take that in during your daily life. I listen to podcasts all the time. It's ridiculous. Every day, yeah. I probably listen to three. Three hours of podcasts. Yeah. Just on in the background yeah. as you do stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm big on it. Yeah. It's like having friends around you, right? When you're a bit lonely. It is. Even yeah, yeah. Even when you're traveling and commuting, that's the best. You like you have a party in your head yeah. that only you can hear. It's great. <laughs> it know? really is. Yeah. It is. And you guys do a great job of it. So oh, well thank done. you. Yeah. Well done. Um, I was going to say, you're, you're actually flying back to New York, yep. aren't you? Yeah. I fly to Sydney on Friday um, for four days. And I get to catch up with my wife who I haven't seen for four and a half months because I've been here doing the renovations. She was still in New York, but came to see her family. So she did the two weeks quarantine and now she's had two weeks in Sydney to see her family. So it's going to be great because I get to see her family who I love dearly and I get to see her who I love dearly. And we've got four days and we'll see all our friends that are based in Sydney. And then yeah, we fly back on the 22nd of June back to New York and really excited for that. New York City. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you, can't do, wait. do you have to quarantine when you get there? You have to quarantine for a week. You get back. You have to get a PCR, negative PCR test to get on the flight. Mm-hmm. And then when you get back, um, three days after, you, uh, I think it's three, within three days of getting back, you have to get another PCR test. And then after seven days of quarantine at home, then you have to get another PCR test. So right. it's essentially three tests within nine days. And if you're negative on all three of them, then you're fine. But yep. you don't have to necessarily do... Um, hotel quarantine or anything like that but because right, so yeah. many people are vaccinated now the numbers are dropping yeah. drastically yeah. and it's a yeah. vastly different place to when i left in february mm-hmm. so it's good and i just can't wait till the travel and stuff gets back to normal come visit me I boys think. yeah <laughs> come visit me we'll do the podcast there uh, would, Imagine you cons- that. would you consider yourself now like a, a new yorker oh no nah, i mean no nah, west aussie all the way and australian all the way I, i've been there for i've lived there for six and a half years across the last eight and a half so we did like yeah. two years in like 13 and 14, then moved back. Then we were back for two and a half years and I've been back there for four and a half. So yeah, still a West Aussie through and through and yeah. I've always been coming back and, but yeah, for now it's great to be based there. And my wife um, is a TV producer and she is doing really well. She's one of the main producers of a reality TV show called Love After Lockup, which I like to say is the, the champagne of reality TV. <laughs> it's uh, it's very addictive and very just that title. I'm already love after lockup. <laughs> Check it out, man. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. She was the first person hired for the show when they had to like shoot a pilot, and so she was literally higher number one. And then wow. she built out a little crew. They did the pilot. The pilot then got picked up. 
um, by a network and then they commissioned six episodes and that was now eight seasons ago and there's like four spin-off shows there's like life after lockup life before lockup wow. there's wow, a franchise man. yeah and so she's doing great and she's enjoying it and i'm very proud of her so that's cool so yeah we've set up a nice little life that's over there awesome, i manage man. a couple of bands and then i still work on the hen house daily every day always trying to think of ways to make it better and sort of the last year especially with covid over there and sort of the lockdown I had a lot of time to think about what what were they going to be the next steps for the business because i hadn't really done a lot um since i'd built the second studio and so yeah that was really like the last you know eight months before i came here was just like planning okay what are other things we can try how do we want to build the new rooms um so it's so nice because it's been probably you know it was a four and a half month build plus the eight months it's probably been like a year thing mm-hmm. that we've been working on to get it to this point have you got nightmares about plasterboard oh man <laughs> Jeez. Pretty heavy, huh? It's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you've got to use the heavy stuff because that's what does the best job for soundproofing. Yeah. So, yeah, we it's use so like, much better now. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, really good oh, now. it really is. Yeah. Really you poor chaps. I feel bad for you. No, no. We loved it. it. We loved the, the hum and yes, stuff. Of the basketball. <laughs> and yeah. Because it, it would have like, it, it, it would add like a layer of ambience through the audio track that I kind of liked, you know, hearing a band in the background. Unless, the, unless the band was terrible. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the glass. <laughs> that's the glass half full mentality I like and appreciate, Daryl. That's beautiful, mate. Yeah, good. Uh, that's good. That's good. I'm hearing a thump in the background. Boom. Yeah, the yeah, basketball yeah. was yeah, always yeah, bouncing yeah. around. But no, honestly, it was a great experience. Part of part of the experience, like whenever I thought of 2012 when I built Studio Two. Um, even though that was like an incredibly stressful period of time of building that because I'd never built anything like that before and I'd basically run out of money. And then at that point in time to save money, I was still working here. So I would work there during the day doing the build with the builders and then I would work here at night. And so I was just, and we, we got it, we got it finished within seven weeks. So we really pushed very hard. And that was also because I was paying rent on the space, but not earning any money. Mm -hmm. So we, really wanted to get it done That's quick right, so it was yeah. just like seven days a week you know non-stop every day and we got it done and by the end of it i was just like an emotional wreck it was just <laughs> i was wrecked yeah. and i remember thinking oh, i will never do that again but i look back on that period of time so fondly that i always think oh, i really want to do it again and so i was so excited to to dive in and do all of it yeah. but this time instead of having a whole crew of builders to do it it was really just myself zoc from gyroscope who's a builder and tom who manages it um it was just the three of us for i would say 75 percent of it and then um we hired a couple of specialists here and there where we needed it so pretty much everything was done by us and the plasterboard was damn heavy <laughs> damn heavy yeah, yeah yeah i remember the window there were some windows behind you yes as well there. yeah yes. Like, yeah. when i walked in i was like it almost it's still the same same room but it's just flash yeah well we did a couple of different things with this one so every room has brand new walls so the original soundproofing was essentially the brickwork which was these big cinder blocks um that they built this out of in 1988 which are pretty good they're super heavy and they're concrete they do a decent enough job but what we've done is we've built brand new rooms um so completely new stud walls on all four walls and then we took the old ceiling joists out we took the old ceilings out we put new ceiling joists in that can support the weight of having two layers of 16 mil plasterboard. So like that adds a lot of mass. So you have to do really big ceiling joists quite close together in order to look after the ceiling. And then this ceiling used to slant. I don't know if you remember, it actually had like a, it had a slant to it. So we we just kept it all the same level. And that's why the soundproofing is really amazing because you've got the original soundproofing, which was okay. And then you've got all this new soundproofing and then every other room has that same. So yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's done now, and now now it's you can done. sit back mm. now. Now you can enjoy. Oh, it's and, lovely. And let it run itself. And it's so like cool because it just looks so great, and it's like mm. the vision that I hoped it would achieve. It's there. Even like I look at the base traps, and I think, gosh, it's a good looking base trap. You know, <laughs> I, I know it sounds like such a weird thing to say, but compared to the base traps in Studio Two, yeah, which. Again, we were on such tight budgets and time constraints. Those base traps, they do a great job. But these base traps, we even went, and I, I don't even want to bore you with why, <laughs> but they look great. It's a good-looking base trap. 
So I'm sure you have good reasons for choosing these ones. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Other than how smooth they are. Wow. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's the old material from the drapes that we had in the studio. We yeah. repurposed the... Oh, really? That I think that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because I was remembering, like, because these have the black curtains. Yeah, that's right. And so that's the black curtain walls. material. Yeah. There so that was a fun <laughs> experience, actually, because they were <laughs> quite dusty from hanging up for 10 years. <laughs> and they definitely needed a clean before we could use them as base traps. <laughs> and so I went to a dry cleaner. I thought, well, that will be the easiest way. And the dry cleaner quoted me for one drape. It was a big drape because some of the walls were quite long, but it was... $300 for one drape. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. So what I did was I cut the drapes in half and then went to, there's a, um, a laundromat here on Main Street. And then I put the drapes in, I managed to get the drapes into the, the big washing machines. Um, and by and large, they all worked. But one of them um, I put into a top loader and it started. It was all fine. It was looking all good. And then it just, error message came up halfway through. <laughs> And so then to get this gigantic drape out, it was sopping wet. So that created a whole tsunami <laughs> of water. I felt really bad for the... I used another drape to mop up the water that had spilt everywhere. And we got it done. And the drapes are we go, now repurposed. Yeah, nice. it's kind of nice. It's like a little thing. So. Yeah. Musicians always working on budget. It's like the greatest thing. Yeah. Oh, man, you got to... <laughs> yeah, these things get expensive quickly. Yeah, I know. And, you know, if you're OCD like me, you want to go for the best, right? You yeah. You don't want to half-ass anything. No. Really. Yeah. No, we have a way we like to do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> generally not expensive. I mean, generally not cheap. It's always expensive, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what comes out here. I mean, we, we've I've always looked at Perth as it's an amazing blank canvas where you can see a vision through. Yeah. And you have all the resources here. Yeah. Um, and you can manifest whatever in quite an isolated but focused environment you know i always look at perth like a giant movie set yeah and there's potential everywhere um well what's interesting is the hen house is the largest rehearsal studio in australia which is odd that you would have the largest rehearsal studio in perth because our population is so much lower you know Perth's population sits at around two million people melbourne's at 4.5 sydney's at 6.5 something around that but this is the largest rehearsal studio with 17 rooms in Australia. So, yeah, it's like you say, you can have a vision for something. And we, mm. we didn't start this size. We expanded and grew over time. Mm. Um, but it's great because there's a lot of creative people in Perth. And if there wasn't, I certainly couldn't do what I do and have this business and be able to yeah, reinvest right. the money into things like this. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. There's so much talent in Perth. And it's like a West Australian trait, but we all have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. I do. Um, in that I want West Australian bands, DJs, recordings, podcasts to get up. So yeah, yeah, it'd be. I'm interested to see what can come out well, of here. I always Definitely. like. I always say like, especially we always see in the US here because they got the big companies that help bands and stuff, the big production companies, record labels and stuff. Whereas Australia is very quiet and Perth's very even more quieter. Definitely, that's why we got to be doing it together. Well, there's not there's not a real. There, there is a music industry, but it's mm. not the main music industry of Australia. Like the major yeah. labels of Australia, there's none in Perth. Yeah. They're all based on the east side. Mm. All the major booking agents are all on the east coast. So, yeah, we are detached from it. And and then just the tyranny of distance and the cost of like, you know, I manage a Perth band, I manage a Sydney band. It's so much easier with the Sydney band mm. because they yeah. just hop in one of their cars, not even hire a Tarago, <laughs> just hop in one of their cars or two of their cars and they can drive down and up. Mm. the coast to play shows mm. so all those things it is what it is and yeah. it makes it makes us stronger yeah. it does yeah and it, like, like you were saying i think what you were trying to say is people need to cross pollinate more here well, that, i'd like, love to see more cross, we, we always we always say how like nowadays everyone's got the tools to create stuff mm -hmm. you know it, it, like you know, online streaming how that's going now sure that everyone has the power like on a small laptop to yeah. be able to do what was done long time ago and yeah you know if, if we don't have those sort of big support type things in perth but we still have like a big community around it well we got to build it uh, that's the thing that's yeah. the thing i realized as well is that you know eventually you you can't keep looking at that gap you've got to fill it yourself yeah and you've got to step up to the plate um no matter how how hard it is because i think like like yourself um the the agenda which is to facilitate other people is larger than the 
how how tough it is. You yeah. know, you will mm. sacrifice to to get there. Um, I think, and I think, yeah, it does need a lot of people working together, which is, I think, places like this is going to facilitate even more. Yeah, because yeah. the amount of people that we just run into here, and then that sparks a conversation, and then that goes somewhere, which would never would have happened if I was at mm. home, you know. Yeah, well, that's and the yeah. idea, isn't it? And like, even with the kitchen, we spend a lot of time really trying to make the kitchen really nice because mm. people gravitate there. There's, you know, the free tea, coffee, Milo, biscuits, and they hang out. And it's also where the beer fridge lives. And <laughs> yeah, you just, that's what we want. And really actually moving forward, a big part of our focus going forward is we want to do a lot more of that. So like once a month, we're doing a songwriting or music industry panel workshop nice. down here. It's yeah. free. It's going to be on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Um, it'll go for two hours and then we'll have a free barbecue and everyone that wants a beer or a soft drink can have a free drink um, afterwards. And it's to facilitate that networking mm. moment. Mm. It's also to educate. I really want to try and get into actual real education around songwriting in particular because it's still so mystical in many people's eyes. And yeah. it is. Like even in my eyes, 40 years, you know, and I've been writing songs with, you know, Jira for close to 25 years and I'm still don't un fully understand it, but just to understand different perspectives. Um, and I know there's a lot of really talented songwriters in Western Australia that are really open for it. And it won't just be West Australian songwriters. It'll be people that might be touring over East that I think could be great. And we'll pay them to come down for their time to educate. And then we'll pass that through mm. to, so there's going to be a big focus towards education and just then networking as well. Um, because it is important in the music industry and, uh, we now have a space that's so inviting for that. Like, mm, I really want to yeah. show it off. Yeah. You know, and room three is looking amazing. We've got this incredible mural in there and got an incredible PA in there now. We've really upgraded that. So we've got a cool space to do it. And then we'll film that and we'll record it and we'll put it out as a podcast. Yeah. And we'll put it out as content. And so, yeah, there's a few things in the works that... And then we're doing a podcast as well that Tom... I was going to say, that is awesome. Yep. <laughs> Bi-weekly, awesome. uh, you know, every... you know. Every two weeks it'll come out, um, the podcast. So that'll be great too. Yeah, and, hell uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're always pumped when we see another podcast pop up. Yeah. 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 Doesn't matter what genre, just, yeah. just people doing it. I really get a thrill out of that. It's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. So that'll be good. Um, I've been, I wanted to ask you something, Johnny, which was, is the Rob Zombie tribute act happening? Uh no, no, it wasn't Rob Zombie. It was, it was Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. But I heard yeah. a rumor you were going to change it. Uh, yeah, it Maybe was to a Rob Zombie. No, Nine Inch no, Nails. No, that wasn't. Oh, Nine, nine Inch Nails. nails. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rob, Rob Zombie actually got done. Um, did it get done? Someone did it at Badlands. Oh. There was a Rob Zombie, and I missed it. That would have been a great one to see. to see. But they were actually rehearsing here. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah you changed your Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, because yeah, when, when Rob Zombie were happened. rehearsing, we were rehearsing Manson at the same time. Oh, gotcha. But that's then we had to put a bit of a pin in that one. Yeah, so yeah. the Manson <laughs> stuff <laughs> came all out, stuff didn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, Nine Inch Nails yeah. is great. Yeah. Might well, do better than Manson. Yeah. Well, as long as Courtney Love keeps her mouth shut. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, why? Why? Did she come out with some stuff? Oh, she was saying some stuff about Trent Reznor. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Yeah. It's Courtney Love. I don't know. Not yeah, it's not there. the <laughs> greatest source <laughs> ever. Well, maybe yeah. not the most reliable. She says yeah. a lot of crazy things. So Yeah. But yeah, no, well, like, I'm, I'm getting back into, you know, playing covers, trying right. to learn, learn guitar again. Awesome, like man. Learning to play, so... Learning again? Well, not not learning, but sort of re-sparking rather than... Yeah, we, we always say this, folks, when you're trying to write a song, you, you, your mind's just everywhere. Yeah. But if you've got something to play, if you've got something in front of you, you just get back in that rhythm of it and just... Yeah. 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 That that always just sparks new music anyway. It's great, so. man. Good. Yeah, it was nice to see you down here jamming. That's good stuff. Yeah, buddy. it was good, yeah. Good. Keep yeah. it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Keep the spirit alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into DJing a little bit. Mate, come um, use this space. Yeah, totally. And please come check it. Come do it. Come try it. It's so uh, I was gonna what's say. that word though? Coincidental that, that, yeah. that just popped up because I've always been looking mm. for a place where I can just set up and um, no one can watch me for a while. Yeah. You know, come <laughs> while down. I suck for like twenty oh, hours. Mate, I'd love it, dude. I'll send you a code so you can come down for free. Try it out. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come amazing. try it out. Yeah. I just want people to use it. Because yeah. the DJ space in particular, I really know very little about. Yeah. I'm not really coming to it like this. I'm, I have a real passion for podcasting. I just love podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting. Um, and then the recording space, that's awesome as well. Because I've just seen through the fame, 
what can be achieved in a studio like that. It's unbelievable. Mm, World-class yeah. material can come out of a space like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. And it's a nice fit to the bands and even solo people that don't rehearse here, they'll, they'll get that. Whereas the DJ space, it's just like a whole new world. Mm. I don't really understand it. All I know, I've tried to create a space that looks great if you want to stream. You'll be able to stream very easily. Um, you'll still need to bring in your camera or you can use your phone, but with the internet we've got now, it, we've got the Ethernet connections in every room, Wi-Fi super fast. Um, it looks really good with the lights. We've got the lights triggering to the sounds if you want it, or it can just be set on a static mode. And then the CDJ 2000s is like the main draw got card. got lights in there as well. Got lights in there. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, yeah, you better not offer that to Daryl. He's just going to move in. He's, <laughs> yes. He's, he's going to bring his cat, no, as, no. His cat as well. And he's just going to move <laughs> well, in. Well, he would be a great place to stay here at the hen house. I mean, he, he would be perfect for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you would be a great guest. We would take you. Well, that kitchen's just like a, I can just set up in the kitchen. Well, <laughs> there used to be a band set up in there way back in the day wow. um, that was had that room permanently. And they, had, they brought a couch in and they were jamming here. It was actually... Actually, Tom, who manages the studio, it was his first band. It was a oh. band called Windows to the World. Okay. I think it was Windows to the World. And um, and Rowan, who works here as well, he was also in that band. I'm talking like 2014. Right. It was around this period of time. Okay. And they had that room for about six months, full time, where they get your own set of keys, room two. And I had to open for a band and then I was doing some work down here on a Saturday morning and I'd gone out late on the Friday had a hor horrific hangover, came down, opened for the band in the other studio, started doing a little bit of the work and I was just so tired that, and I knew they had this amazing couch in that room and I, I didn't really know them because they'd, they'd been in for a while but I'd just come back from overseas and I looked at the couch and I thought, mm, might just have a little nap on the couch and I did and I fell asleep and I was asleep for two and a half hours and then the band all arrived, opened the door, to find me, the owner, sleeping in their room on their couch. Yeah. So have you guys got five bucks? Yes. <laughs> so there has been people that have slept in that. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, gee, sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. Just having a quick little nap and yeah, yeah. stood up and shook all their hands. I was like, well, we're happy to have you at the hen house. Promise not to sleep on your couch again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to getting back into music. I've actually had a bit of a break from music. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you haven't been drumming? Not really, not for about one or two years. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a break that, I don't know, I, I never stopped. Yeah. You know, and I think I've sp I spent kind of almost 15 years with this kind of identity yep. that I felt it was necessary to kind of remove that armor and, sure. just, and just live and, t and do yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not like I wasn't doing anything, but, no. um, and I needed a break to love it again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think next time I, g I dive into something, which I definitely am going to, um, it'll be It'll be more balanced. Yeah, sure. I, I was going full steam ahead. I oh wasn't yeah. taking care of myself. You yeah. Know? And that's another big topic that we always talk about is, you know, mental and physical health mm. and staying well in this industry that yeah. is kind of designed to really break <laughs> it down, um, you know. And um, so yeah, just trying to control things, you know, smoking, Great drinking, dude. things like that. Right. You know? Good. I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm trying. But I, I, I've never given myself that break good work and i think um now i'm ready to go back into it and now it, it's funny you, you always look back at the old days and go man if only i was less of a knucklehead that would have been a better experience <laughs> sure. you know yeah that's the that's, all that's age isn't just, it yeah i know yeah you don't have to drink every night daryl you know no, you don't <laughs> yeah. no but it's true you got to take care of yourself yeah. Yeah. man music industry Ooh yeah uh, i mean eight eight weeks sober there you go. Yeah. Work. Eight yeah. weeks. Good yeah. work. Great. What brought that on? Is it a long-term thing? Are you just having a break? or? Um, I don't know yet. Mm. I'm sort of doing it as a self-challenge. Good work, dude. Because especially over last year and a bit of this year through work and stuff, yeah. I found myself drinking like excessively. Yeah. And uh, Daryl was a bit of an intervention, I guess you could say. He yep. was like, yeah. And I just came back from work. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to give it a shot and good just work. see how I can do it. And Eight weeks. Yeah. That's good. How have you found yeah. it? As as in like, was it challenging in the beginning? Is it easier now? Is it? No, it, it's almost was really easy. Yeah. When I started realizing how much money I was saving. Sure. Waking up without a hangover. Yes. And just feeling good and just actually having a bit more of a positive, positive outlook. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you find that was a nice side effect Ooh, of it? It really yeah. helped with your positivity yeah. and your mental yeah. outlook on things. Yeah. Because it was like, when you realize like, Drinking, you drink sometimes because you feel bad. Yeah. And then you realize that drinking's making you feel bad as well. Worse, and it's yeah. just that, that it hole that you can go down. It has a yeah. tendency to magnify it. Yeah. Definitely. After a while. 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. And you're always running 
at a deficit, like you're always not hydrated and there's that fog of always kind of being I think drunk it's a demotivator as well. Like yeah. ultimately it's a demotivator. Mm. Um, I did. I've got a slight hangover in the morning, then you're less inclined to want to exercise or maybe catch up with friends or yeah. and yeah. you eat crappier food because your body craves it. So mm. yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of things <laughs> spiral from, yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely. great, mate. Eight weeks, fantastic. Yeah, and you just you were able to just cut turkey and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did actually have a bit of a drink maybe two weekends ago. Yep. Just to sort of, you know, just kind of sure. show a shot. I'm just like, no, nah, not not in the mood. Yeah. Just don't want to do it. Like, oh, good work. Yeah, so good luck, Johnny. That's see how long I can last, yeah. It's good yeah. to challenge yourself <laughs> for these things. It's good to throw challenges at yourself in life, I think, mm, yeah. as you go along. That's And that's not even, that's a really good thing. Mm. That's not like a, I want to climb a mountain challenge. That's like, mm. I want to take care of my body and my mental health. I think it's also that. That's uh, good. Getting old, freak out. It's like I've got to take care of my body now. How old now, buddy? Uh, I'll be 37 this year. Nice. So I'm, I'm creeping up to that 40, which is... Uh, yeah, I turned 40 <laughs> last year. Yeah, I'm the four zero now. I'm in my 40s. Oh. Yeah. You, I swear you look the same. I'll take you, it, You Darryl. look the same for a oh, long time. Oh, stop it. Keep going. <laughs> stop it. Keep going. <laughs> Do you have any Asian genes? You seem to look the same. Like you, you Lebanese. Never it's all Le- Lebanese. Are you really? Yeah. I did a 23 and me. I mean, I knew that the Lebanese um, was strong. Lebanese? My surname is Lebanese. I thought you were like Swedish. Or I know. It looks Swedish. <laughs> I look Swedish. Well, it's Lebanese. Um, my grandfather is from a town called Sibyl in Lebanon. And the majority of people in that town, which is a town of 250 people, have blonde hair and blue eyes. Wow. Really small. It's right high up in the mountains in between Tripoli and Beirut. And um, so, and my grandmother, she she had, you know, brown hair, brown eyes. She more classic looking Lebanese woman um, on my dad's side. But even my dad has like green eyes. Wow. And as a youngster had sort of lightish, almost blonde hair. And then my mother's got blonde hair and European heritage. But yeah, on the 23andMe, it was pretty interesting. 48% uh, Levantine. So that's Lebanese. Um and then it's like a mix of like 25% French, Irish, um, and all the rest of it. So no Asian, but maybe the Lebanese, a bit of the olive <laughs> complexion. Can you speak any? I can't. Speak? No, yeah. no. I'd love to go visit. My dad went back there to visit his family in 1993. Um, and he got to see all the uncles and aunties and cousins and said it was an amazing experience. It's really on the list of things I want to do. I want to go to that town, Seville, where my grandfather's from because the house is still there. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. Like half of my dad's brothers and sisters were born in before they immigrated to South Africa. Yeah. They so. say that's good for you to go to your roots yeah. and, and literally have your feet touch the soil of that place. There's I would love to. You know, y- your, your heritage and stuff. Like, your, what's yours? South Africa? Yeah, South yeah. Africa, yeah. I was actually yeah. going to say, like, as soon as we can travel, that's probably the first place I'm going to go. Yeah. Homeland, yeah. Back to South Africa and see yeah. where my parents yeah. and stuff came from. Are your from, parents, yeah. oh, they're here. They're here. But yeah. But yeah, they all grew up in um, Cape Town. Did they? Zimbabwe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's awesome, man. Have you been before? I've never been there, no. Oh, look, it's great. My parents live in South Africa. They moved back to South Africa in 2004. Um, and it was meant to be a short time back, but they're still there. Um, so I go back every year or every second year. Oh, okay. Um, it's wonderful. I yeah, think I've, you'll I've love got it. so many cousins and uncles and families oh, like running around over there. I'm like, oh, I have, to, have to go there. They yeah. really look out for you and look after you, and you'll have a great time. And like some of those places are just magic. Cape Town, magnificent. Mm. Such a good place. So I just like those uh, sausages. Bouravos. Bouravos, yeah, yeah. That, that thing, man. <laughs> Bouravos is great. Yeah, I love all uh, any meat of any kind. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all, all about the meat. Yeah. Well, biltong, that's another yeah. South yeah. African delicacy. Grew up with that, dry horse, all that. Yeah. yeah uh, cook Sisters, do you know what they are? Oh, my God, do I know what a Cook <laughs> Sister is? Hey? There's so many people, am I, people am I don't the know what that is. Am I the blondest oh. Lebanese <laughs> person you've ever seen? Yes, yes, I know Cook Sisters. I love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dana, can yeah. you explain it to me? It's like a pastry yeah. type. Like it's like a dough. Yeah, and they, they and twirl it into like it looks like a plat and they dip it in golden syrup. Mm-hmm. And then it gets like a crispy outer side, a little bit like, you know, a Krispy Kreme donuts, like a little crispy on the outside. It's a little bit like that. They fry it. So that's how it gets the crispy edge. And then the golden syrup comes after that. Yeah. And it's it's delightful. <laughs> yeah. we'll Cook sisters are great, man. We'll pull up a photo of what, what it looks like. But it sounds like a pastry. Like, or like a, yeah. Is it's, it a dessert? Like, it's kind of like a, oh, it's definitely a dessert. Dessert, pastry yeah. donut type yeah. thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's not a main meal. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Although I have treated well, it like a man. Yeah, same. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's great. You'll love it, man. Get over there. Mm. Yeah. I might see you over there. That's my plan as well. I want to get 
to South Africa. I haven't seen my folks in 18 months, which is just mm. terrible. It's just South Africa's on the banned countries list um, mm. for, for the US. So the plan was originally to fly there, then back to the US, but I would have to fly somewhere else for two weeks before I could go to the US. So <sighs> right. I'm going to just hold off for now. Yeah, pro- probably wise to hold off, but I, I, I know what you mean. Like after two years, well, w- when my parents are around, I can't stand them. Yeah. After a month, <laughs> yes. but then after two years, I'm like, damn, I really miss them. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I can't. Yeah, wait they to were see stuck them. overseas. Yeah, well I was going to say, yeah. How long? Thing, yeah. How long are they over there for? So, um, they, uh, we have family in Borneo. Yep. Uh, Brunei. Yeah. Um, near Malaysia and Singapore. Awesome. Um, but yeah, they they were over there for about the same, nearly eighteen months. Okay. They couldn't couldn't travel. <sighs> um, and for them, because they, they they love WA. This is very much home for them. Yeah. Um, they just went back to visit relatives, but got caught. Oh, really? Right when everything. Oh. Right when that April. Remember when April dropped and things were yeah. really pretty bad. Um, and they yeah had to wait it out Oof. for about eighteen months. Yeah. But and um, and now you want them to go back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't had quite. Ha- they're back now, but yes. I haven't had enough of their cooking yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's all I do is I. I Eat free meals. Fantastic. You know, I well, mean, you got to enjoy your family time. I know. Yeah, it's, it's all about the food, right? Yeah, I try and do with, you know, essentially, I've lived apart in different countries from my parents for the last eighteen years, um, but I try and do cool things with them where I can. So for my dad's seventieth, we went to Russia together, and we went to Moscow for five nights, Saint Petersburg for five nights, because my dad grew up in an era after you know he lived through the Cold War. So he's always had a fascination with Russia. So we had a really great time with it, especially like in Moscow, where we did, you know, a tour of Red Red Square and communism tour and the architecture. He just loved it. So try, I try and do cool things with them. Yeah, these yeah. days that big square with all the the, the colourful Saint roofs. Basil's Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Amazing man. art there. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, Russia was great. Cold. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> was it cold um, at the time? Well, we went in the middle of summer, okay. which was great. It was actually pretty hot. And then I went back two years after that for the World Cup mm. um, soccer in 2018. And that was summer as well. Yep. So I haven't done the winter. Ooh. I think it would just be too much. Yeah. <laughs> bitter, bitter winter. Yeah. yeah. Have you found any good um, food spots in New York? Because I know. Oh, you, plenty. Yeah. You've got your spots set up. 100%. Now? Yeah. After <laughs> six and a half years of living there, you get a few that yep. you really like. Um, a <laughs> lot, lot of delis, like Italian delis, Jewish delis, things like that. You know, like, like uh, if I want a Jewish deli, um, Russ and Daughters in Lower East Side is like probably a favorite, as is Katz Deli, which is really mm. famous, but yep. the Rubens are delicious there. Um, and then. I mean, there's just a whole lot yeah, of yep. different. There's a place called Daily Provisions that does a chicken Milanese sandwich that I really love. Um, that's like my favorite sandwich. In Like if I want it just a really, it's just, it's delightful. It's yeah. a delicacy. Yeah. I'll go there. And yeah, you just find cool little spots around the places. Part of the joy, I think, of living in such a big city is trying to find those little places that are different and unique. And the hardest part is just like encouraging yourself to not go back to the same ones that you know and love. Yep. Mm. It's trying new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm bad at that. Once I'm I nail a place, too. I'm always there. I'm yeah, the weird guy. That eat, I'm the guy that eats yeah. alone in the corner if I yeah. like a place that much. I'll just go there alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's all right. You yeah. know, I've started really enjoying eating by myself. I guess yes. I, yeah. it's also because I've been here for four and a half months and I've got all my buddies and stuff, but... You know, sometimes I've enjoyed just a little bit of my own company mm. and going out and doing that, which I never really did in Perth. But in New York, it's quite popular. You see a lot of people dining by themselves or just yeah. sitting at the bar having that's a how drink I recharge. by themselves. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's where all the ideas come, you know, yeah, cafe I'm, and just chilling out. You I know. definitely embrace it. I think it's mm. more an old age thing. I would have never done it in my 20s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've sort of enjoyed that a bit. But yeah, lots of places and um, just different spots. And even yeah. in during COVID over there, because there was no tourists and because the streets were so empty, especially with the first two months of lockdown, um, used it as a bit of an opportunity to really like explore New York a little bit because you could still leave your apartment. They never put a cap on time to leave the apartment. Yes, you had to wear masks and all Mm. the rest of it. No curfew type thing. There was no curfew, so you could still leave. So some days, and then I wasn't busy with management. The hen house was shut. Mm. Um, So I just had so much time. Mm. And so some days I would go for like a six hour walk and just yeah just walk just get lost for a while yeah and just walk yeah. yeah listen to podcasts and walk <laughs> and music <laughs> get and your steps up yeah yeah and Is take it? pictures of like desolate streets of New York City like 
Fifth mm. Avenue. I was actually going to say because I remember those photos of um, Times Square just being empty. Yeah. Right. Like, is it is it lively again? Is it coming back to life? Or is I it have still a video from June. <coughs> uh, what was it? May twenty eighth last year at five p.m. on a Friday, and um, I'm in Times Square, and I just do a three sixty of Times Square at five p.m. on a Friday, and there's seven people. Wow. It's just dead. It's unbelievable. Mm. And there was like two cars, seven people. The whole thing was dead. It's coming back now. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, uh, and was it it has been back for a while. No nowhere near what it was, but it's definitely coming back. New York like officially reopens on the first of July apparently. So mm. I think yeah. uh, I think California's like today today, today yes. they, they kind yeah. of get back yeah. to normal. Yeah. That's right. Um but wow, like the, the film the the film producer in me is like what a great time to film stock footage. Yeah. yeah Empty streets. You could yeah, like it was. make your little video. The exact same thing happened in Perth, like when Perth had first had its lockdown. Because yes. I actually live in the city, so I yeah. walked out and the streets were completely empty, but there was one guy filming his video. Like a guy had the video camera and he's doing his whole thing in the empty streets. I'm like, there's yes. always a creative person <laughs> yeah. taking advantage of a uh, yeah. crisis. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best thing. That's the best time, man, when yeah. there's, no, there's no one he's around. Like yeah. that person was going to have the most unique video that no one else has. Yes. Oh, that's so crazy. Because you're not going to get yeah. it that empty ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully not anyway. Yeah, yeah. hopefully not, hey. Yeah. 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 It was bizarre. It really was like seeing mm. New York in that light. Um, it was very strange. Yeah. Yeah, kind of kind of sad. As well. It was. Yeah. 100%. More kinda sad than anything. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, because the, the death toll was so high in that first two months in New York. Mm. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just downright scary, really. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, whatever we take from it, I've definitely appreciated I was going to say, like yeah. this way more. Mm. Um, and the fact that we're here, I, I oh, think we're, we're lucky. The That's isolation has worked in our favor, um, which Massively. is great. But um, it's made me want to, you know, be even more creative and, and mm. take more content. Take advantage of take what advantage we have. Take advantage of the yeah. time as yeah. well, the, the introspection, the time you have alone. Um, you know, even though all that isolation stuff is definitely bad for your health in the long run, but it definitely gave people time to think and... You know, uh, think about what's really important and things like that. Maybe. I think a lot yeah. of people have had that. Yeah, and like an internal awakening. 100%. You know, myself included. Yeah. Like, I had that intern. I was just killing myself managing, doing management. Yeah. And then even with Gyroscope, it was just like with the travel that I was doing to play, you know, to, f to spend 50 hours traveling to play one show. Mm. That trade-off was just too much. No, and, and I, you know, love Gyroscope and I love... I still love hanging out with the guys. Brad does all the electrics here. Zoc built this whole thing with me. Uh, get on great with Dan. So it was never like a, a personality issue, but you get to a point where the trade-off becomes too much. But, yeah. um, you know, so that was why I left Jari. But then with the management, that was just so time-consuming. And then just having that time, as you just said, to reflect and think about things, you kind of work out where you want to prioritize and what you want to do. And yeah. It's been good. A lot of people have had it. Uh, the mm. hen house has been so really solid since COVID, and a lot, of, uh, a lot mm. more people creating, jamming, rehearsing. I was going to say in that that whole period, and that there was so much creativity. People realizing that how creative they could be, whether it be music, uh, OnlyFans, or yes. pod <laughs> podcasts, yeah. Twitch streaming. 100%. Like everyone just yeah. realized that they have this these opportunities to yeah you know, give something a shot. Yeah, people were forced to innovate. Well, they also had well, time, you know, and they had time. Exactly, exactly yeah. yeah, they had the time. They had time. Mm. Like the time I had allowed me to really rethink what I want to do with the hen house, mm. because if I didn't have that time, maybe it would have just stayed on the same merry-go-round. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people have had that same realization because they had the time to try things and experiment, and it's been yeah. good. I definitely, it's definitely been tough in many respects, and you know, I wish the world hadn't gone through this, but. I am a glass half full kind of guy and I reflect on this last 18 months and I can definitely find positives out of it all. It's not all negative. No, absolutely not. No, no. It feels like a, a great reset and a time to... It is a big old <laughs> reset. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the... Uh, I'm, I'm, trying to make, I'm trying to make some bad uh, conspiracy puns. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The great reset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does, in a, in a way, it does feel like a, an opportunity to reset and... You know, look at the the wider spectrum to st to try and see if we can get something new things happening. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. no, it'll be 
be interesting to see where it all goes from here. Mm. Um, definitely, like parts of the world are like getting sorted out, and uh, yeah. yeah, I just hope we can get back to some sort of normality where like friends can travel and people can travel and see their loved ones easily. Yeah, um, all yeah. Of that's been. I mean, there, there was a post that I saw on Instagram like about you know these lockdowns and with the music industry, we forget how many facets there are. Mm. You know, there's production, there's touring, there's crewing, Crew. there's management, there's venues, there's bar staff. Yeah. You know, sound techs. Um, yeah, that when when that all gets kind of stopped, it, it's it's a big it's, it's a huge. big deal. It's it's a huge blow to, to recover from. Um so that that's my only concern that I hope when things do return that the industry is is back and cuz we we've just recently started talking about, you know, old crewing stories and production <laughs> yeah, you know johnny yeah. worked a lot with epa and yeah setting mm. up stage and um and that's been hit so so brutally yeah. Yeah. And, and they're the un- they're already the unsung heroes of the yeah, shows are the production crew oh and, then, and then now to see that you know shows can't be put on you know it's it's really heartbreaking for me anyway but um yeah, yeah that's the worry you yeah. know like a lot of damage is getting done right now mm. we're in it like we're right in it right mm. now it's you know even like the fame you know their core audience is in europe they're not allowed to leave Australia to get there. So, yeah, we've, and we've, you know, just with everything that's happened, lost multiple um, summer tours and, yeah. yeah. And then our crew over there that we would be employing, everyone's had to find other ways to make ends mm. meet. So, yeah, it's really tough, isn't it? Um, the only thing I can think is that a little bit like, you know, we've seen the West Australian economy has come flying, roaring back in so many ways um maybe not all industries i still think the music industry has definitely got a ways to go but overall from where it was to what it is now it's come back quick, quicker than expected i hope that that can happen with the music industry in australia in a global scale because for instance you know new york literally hasn't had a concert the first concert's happening june 22nd which will be Foo Fighters at Madison Square Garden, Square. first major mm-hmm. concert. So I think there's going to be a real energy for it. It's going to come back strong. And hopefully when it does, it's like a gold rush and everyone is just like yeah. clamoring for it. And then crew will be busier than ever. And yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Hey, hey Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rob, yeah. would you endorse my t-shirt that says West is best? I would absolutely <laughs> endorse that. In fact, make it happen because that's, I'd love to take one I've, back with that's me. That's always been like my saying. I always just feel like West is best. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Love it. I bought like a G'day from WA t-shirt of Red Bubble or one of those places <laughs> um, a couple of years ago when I was going back to New York so I could wear G'day from WA on my t-shirt. Um, so, yeah, do it. Come on, Johnny. Get yeah, that happening. It. Yeah, That's your little side hustle there, buddy. <laughs> Have you seen that um, other merch? Uh, I think the, the community. Community. That's the community great. With the WA. WA. And looks great, hey. that um, It fits. It fits oh, really who well. Who does that? Um, James here at the studio every now and again. Um, oh, I've forgotten. But um, yeah, it looks the, really the solo good. Guy? Yeah. Digger Rockwell? Digger Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, yeah. it. Um, he, yeah, I love that. And he, he's done a Frio one as well. Has he? I th- or I think it's it's probably in the works, but it's in that same font. Oh, it looks you know? good. It looks, it's awesome. It's like, I love <coughs> baseball, jersey, American kind yeah, of look, well, you know. Does yeah. he only sell that online or can you buy that in a space? I've only ever when I when I bought it off him, I had to pick it up from his house. Oh, that's cool. But I don't know if um, that's changed. I I'm gonna try get some. This is great. They're they're amazing. It's virtue. still on Instagram. Is it just? Is it community? Is it? I'm not too sure. Um, I'll find be, it. I'll find it. It'll be on Digger Rockwell's yeah, Instagram. And we'll, yeah, we'll probably link it in the thing as well, mm-hmm. the description. But I th- it could be under community. It's re- really cool. West Australian merch. That's what yeah. it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And someone made it, and it's going directly to that. That That's a great suggestion. That I'm, I'm going to try get some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys have killer merch, by the way. Oh, thanks, bud. You yeah. have some of the coolest um, retroy shirts. Yeah, we try. That, yeah. You know, we're always trying to have a little bit of merch. I don't know. We sell it in the vending machine. It's just yeah, a it's, bit it's, of fun. It's always cool to walk up to the vending machine to get drinks and stuff, and there's t-shirts down the bottom yeah. as well. I'm like fuck yeah. I think my favorite one you probably don't do anymore. Yeah, it's like the purpley. Yeah, yeah, the purple, purple, green, pink. Yeah, that was a good one. Sort of breach. I the last few shirts I've really stuck to the red, white, and black. Yeah, Time to, I've got to branch out. <laughs> I'm liking this this pink vibe we got in here. Yeah, totally. Maybe mm. we could do a little bit of like black and pink, sort of Ramones esque punk rock style. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But I'm all about the the cyberpunky thing yeah. as well. And and purple is a big cyberpunky color. Hey, for some reason, I'm into neon, it. Neon purple. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I'm into it. No, no, we like doing the merch stuff down here. It's yeah. 
again, it's and it's just like it's a little bit of fun because it's a great way for me to advertise the studios and anyone that's going to put your you know brand on themselves, they're passionate about it and it helps develop an affiliation. So all all our shirts the either like 15, 20 or 25. If you're if they're ever 25, it's because we're doing a three or four color print. We basically sell it for exactly what it costs us. It's just to get it out there. Yeah. I think we've now printed 600 shirts over oh. the last few years. Um, and we only do like 50 or 60 at a time, sell them, and then we do a new design. Mm. And the goal is to just like whatever it costs us to make, including like sourcing the design, then that's just what we sell it for. Yeah. And that's why there's lots of henhouse shirts floating about. <laughs> a guy... I was standing next to um, a friend at the Sly Withers concert and my buddy was wearing a Henhouse t-shirt and I was, I had my beanie, I had a hat on and I was facing the other way and then I heard this guy come up to my buddy and go, Henhouse t-shirt and the guy's like, yeah. He goes, oh, I love the Henhouse. It's great. Started chatting <laughs> and then my buddy's like, well, that's the guy that owns the Henhouse and then he looked at me and he was like, he's because I'd never met him. He plays, he's the singer for a band called Late 90s. They're right. really good. Yeah. And um, and so then I met him and I said, yeah, yeah. He's like, he reckons you own the hen house. I'm like, yeah, actually I do, but I've been living overseas, but I'm back. And he goes, mate, it's great to meet you. You know, we jam there all the time. I go, I recognize the band name, Late 90s. I see it on the list all the time. And so we had a chat. So yeah, the shirts are cool. Nice mm. little bit of advertising. and the Smaller uh, runs are better. They, yeah. they, they feel more special. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's they why become like, like collectors. Items, there is. You know? There's like a whole collection of shirts. Some yeah. guy came in here with one of the first shirts we ever did back in 2010. So that was nice. Right. And just a little thing. Yeah. Bit of fun. <laughs> Keep doing those shirts, man. I will. I'll yeah, do another. Totally. I'm gonna. I've got to do a new one actually. Go, now go that we've got all the stuff done here, do something that you wouldn't do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like a hot pink shirt. I would wear a hot pink shirt. <laughs> I got I got to do it. Like I a salmon pink shirt. I'm down with salmon. Yeah. You can do salmon. <laughs> down with salmon. That's uh, fine. Um Rob, thank you so much for coming on, man. Guys, it's thanks. been so mm. I don't want to take up too much of your time and you got a big flight on Friday. No, it's yeah. great, guys. Thanks for being the first ones to ever do a podcast. Thank you. In it's this mm. podcast space. Yes, uh, thank you, I Rob. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's an honor honestly to to be one of the first ones in this space. Yeah. It's cool. And thank you for all your help. No, like, no. seriously. Anytime. I, I really, you you went above and beyond with your advice and I just basically listened to your advice. And oh, yeah, with <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, no, me and Johnny had a, a, a powwow session going, what's the best thing? What would yeah, we do? Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. It's really good. And yeah. come back. Come Keep using it. I mean, I know you've got your setup and I'm sure you're very comfy mm, with totally, that. But yeah. whenever you want to do something or there's particular guests or you need four mics or I don't know. You're more than welcome. Like well, totally, yeah. we've always toyed the the idea of coming back to do like the season, like the henhouse season type thing, or every now and then do absolutely, do yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. a great mm. way to do it. Where you come in and do a bunch, um, yeah, even Just across a day up, or yeah. two, or however you want to do it, guys. Yeah. I would love to have you back. I mean, e- even without this studio, we were planning on always coming back for a, a really specific run with a specific set of guests, and now mm. this is um. Kind of it, serendipitous it, that it, is, it was yeah, ready. Very good. Well, like, well, yeah. it, it, awesome. Yeah, literally <laughs> just all synchronized, which is amazing. But um, yeah. Um, no, congratulations, yeah, Rob. Congratulations no, as well. Oh, thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it feels great to be open. And <laughs> yeah, just hope people come down here and use it and have fun. And we're keeping it, we're trying to keep it really reasonable. It's like $25 an hour and you can come in here and experiment with podcasts and try things and um. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. We should check back in in two years' time and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, if we're not doing it here, then that's a really bad sign. But <laughs> yeah. it's entirely possible. It could become a band room again, so we'll see. Who knows? I mean, like you said, this is portable. You can move it out wherever. I might be trying know. to sell this to you in two <laughs> years' time. <laughs> At least you've tested it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It works, man. It it's does. All, everything it works. works, man. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Rob, thank you so much. Uh, and have fun in New York. Thank you so much, and guys. have I a will. safe trip and all that stuff. Um, and don't be a stranger. No, and good luck yeah. with Mission yeah. Control. Thank, thank you very so much, Keep going, Rob. boys. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Rob. No Thanks worries. for listening, guys. Woo!